Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to uh, the front porch. A chilly evening here on this Tuesday, and uh, it is uh, good to uh, good to be with you here. Uh, sun is out. Temperatures are cool, but we are blessed to be here on the front porch here tonight. And and I hope and pray that you are doing fantastic. As you know, we come to the close of a of another day, another journey in this life. And boy, I tell you, there's a uh, there's just so much that happens around us and, you know, a lot to be thankful for. And at the same breath, a lot to be in prayer for. And we'll get to some of those prayers uh, later on. Joy, sound good to have you uh, here with me here tonight. You know, I am um, thinking about this, uh, this journey of life that we're on. Um, I think, you know, it is, it is so, so important that we, that we recognize th this, to just lay it out bluntly, this fight we're in, because you know we look at we look at all around us and what's happening, and you know we can quickly, uh, I think, get caught up in in the world. And and I tell you, there's a lot in the world that we uh, that we we could be in prayer for, we can be concerned about, and and it, and it so quickly distracts us from our uh, from our time with our loved ones from our own time with Christ and and so we have to be we have to be in truth uh, be very careful to to not get lost in that and so Jackie good to have you hope you're doing well I uh, um, had a chance to say reach out to Tyler so uh, good to hear from that young man you know as I as I think of a, of a passage you know the the book of James is uh, it's an interesting letter that is written um, and there's a lot in there, but James, you know, writes to these, uh, writes to 12 tribes. And um, Nate, good to have you. Hopefully, Nate, you saw the message about the Bible study tomorrow night. Um, but there is a, um, in the fourth chapter, as it, as it comes to the close of this letter, uh, James is going to write about kind of the journey we're on, right? The fight, uh, the struggles that we face, and... Um, you know, he, he asked a question at the beginning of the fourth chapter. And, and the question is really this. Where does all this conflict, where does all this struggle, where does all this uh, angst that we have in this life, where does it come from? Where is it generated? And if you really think about it for a moment, I think there is some hard truth in that very question. Where does this angst, where does this struggle that we that we all face originate from? And and you know, I, I think uh, if we're honest with ourselves, well, there's there's evil out there. there there's just evil, and, and it's evil in the spiritual sense, and it's real and it's viable. Uh, and I, you know, I I talked about that a lot yesterday about this conflict that we're all in and and sometimes that conflict is intense and it's right there in front of us and and other times it's not and you know sometimes i think we have to we have to take this 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 battle i just to word it that way this 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 war we're in uh, between good and evil and, and we have to take it seriously. We have to really acknowledge that it's there. 
because otherwise we can get swept up into this utopia and in truth then our faith becomes waned and so there are some things that we can fall into and i kind of wanted to touch on those tonight because i think you know when we when we find ourselves in a fight for our spiritual souls and when we find ourselves struggling against evil in in our lives there is a wow there's there's a truth in this and that uh, if we are not careful then we we fall into these places and and, and we get them wrong the first is people don't want to acknowledge that evil is even there that it's real i think you know and and i you know thinking back on my life i i always wondered was evil truly there and and it took me took me a long time to get to a place of acknowledgement that, that there really is evil out there. I, I tell you a story briefly. I, I encountered um, one particular individual once and and he was sharing with me how he, he he's I don't want to say struggled, but but he saw and he witnessed this this spiritual war that was going on between good and evil in people's lives. And that because of that battle uh, and people's lack of acknowledgement, they were slipping away from a relationship with Christ. That um, in truth, and I, and I love what he said, he says, if folks don't want to acknowledge it, I, I see that. But he says, by not acknowledging that evil, then we can't ready ourselves for the true battles when they happen. When we face suffering or we face hardships how can we spiritually be ready when when evil when satan or the devil however you want to frame it tries to 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 take away our relationship with god and because that's what it's doing um, and if we're not if we're not careful we'll, we'll fall into that trap and and it's interesting the other half of it is almost um that some will acknowledge that evil is real and there's no way to defeat it. Almost saying evil is equal to God and, and that you can't defeat evil. Evil's in the world, it's part of the world, it will always be part of the world and there's no hope. And if you aren't careful, you begin to believe that and the same thing is true if you believe there's no evil. You, you become... Uh, almost to the point of what is the value of faith then? What is the value of a relationship with Christ? If therefore evil cannot be defeated or evil doesn't exist, then I can just lackadaisically go along my life. I, I, I have plenty of time to really think about what it might mean to have faith in those storms. And, you know, faith can, can and, and, I, and I've seen it, prevent us from falling into that trap of saying, oh, woe is me. Why is all this happening? Instead of saying, okay, I'm in the midst of this storm. Let me overcome because of my faith. Um, there's a, Jesus says this in Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to read this. He says, disarm the powers and authorities triumphing over them by the cross. In other words, and he's referring to the powers of Satan, that we are to disarm that, but it is only by the cross of Jesus. 
I mean, Satan exists, friends. He's out there. And he is attacking our hearts. He's attacking our souls. He's taking away hope. And, and if we aren't careful, we'll be, we'll end up lost. We really will. The other uh, trap that we can uh, fall into, and um, this one I, this one I was reading could be even the most dangerous, if you will. Um, evil exists, and people will acknowledge it, and followers of Christ will acknowledge it. You probably uh, acknowledge it as well. But it's in the acknowledgement that evil exists that we resign ourselves to say, "I'm the only one that can engage against evil." That that we forget that without the Holy Spirit, without Christ and, and the Father in heaven, that there we forget there's no way to defeat evil. There there really isn't. Uh, we we underestimate the work of God, and in truth, we do the same thing as if we acknowledge evil doesn't exist or acknowledge that that evil is too powerful, that we say God isn't powerful enough to defeat evil, and therefore we must do all of the work. And, and you know, evil, Satan, they, he has one goal, and, and, and that is to turn you away from God, I mean, to pull you away from that relationship with Christ. And I've experienced it before. I, I've I've felt it before. I felt evil uh, trying to get into my heart and discourage me, give me a feeling of dismay and despair that you know, God's forgotten about me. Um, and when I when I think about those moments in my life, I've I've come to realize that it's me doing all the work. This is the part that I fall into, is that, that, that the victory over evil is my own strength. And it's not, not, not really God's. And I've fallen into that trap. I don't know if you have. There's a, there's a passage I read in, in Zephaniah. It says this. It says, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. Think about that. The strength of God, the strength of his son Jesus and the Holy Spirit is so strong it shall save you it shall strengthen you goes on to say in that verse chapter 3 verse 17 he will take great delight in you he will quiet you with his love he god of course will rejoice over you with singing think about that god will rejoice over you because of his love that's in you. How powerful is that? How, how amazingly powerful is it to know that God's strength in you, God's love in you will overcome evil and because of that, God will rejoice in heavens because of you. Mm. But how do we find our strength in this? How do we resist evil then? I'm going to tell you, it's very simple. 
you know, these these traps that I mentioned, these these spaces that we uh, fall into or are guilty of falling into or get maybe pulled into is is quite honestly because we've forgotten the one key thing to winning the war against Satan. And that's God. That's his son, Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. It is it is allowing ourselves. And this is what what we read in James chapter four, verse seven and eight. Um, and, and, and I want to read it to you again, if if I can get my uh, get my Bible turned up right side up. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's really cold tonight. It's like it's like uh, November, December without the snow. But but he says this in verse seven in the fourth chapter of his letter. He says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So so the first half of this key is to submit ourselves, therefore, to God, to to pour your entire life to acknowledge that no matter what is occurring, that you, your entire heart, your entire mind is God's. And he goes on to say, and he says, by doing that, he says, you will resist the devil and he will flee from you. So therefore, in verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. In other words, we cannot be of both worlds. We cannot be of our spiritual world and we cannot be of the secular world in the sense of, because that's where the devil lies, in the sense of that's where our devotion is. Think about it. He says three things. Resist, submit, and to come near. Hmm. Every aspect of your life, from from your morning rituals to the jobs that you do throughout the day to sitting around the supper table or driving to and from work or errands that you do to reading his word to prayer to a conversation you have with a stranger in the store all of that must be turned over to him it is this submission that will strengthen you and in so will give you the power to resist the devil. It's to take that, it's not just a stand, but a firm stand to plant your feet firmly on the ground, not be moved no matter what. Uh, in this context that James speaks of, it is the warriors who, when they are being attacked, will stand their ground until death. It is our calling to do the same. It is stand firm against anyone who comes after you. This is the resistance that the devil says, and in doing so, he says the devil will resist you. The devil will turn from you and flee to never return. And finally, may we come close to God because the closer we are to God the further away from the devil we are. Hmm. Doesn't mean Satan's going to give up. Satan will never stop. But yet, as the psalmist says, he 
is my loving God and my fortress in whom I take refuge. It is in God, my friends, that you will find your strength. You will find your hope and encouragement. It is in God and God alone that you will overcome the temptations of this world. It is in God and God alone that you will find the strength to get through the storms that you're going through. It is in God and God alone that you will overcome those obstacles that face you. And you, by the promise of Christ, will be healed and will be filled with an inner peace that passes all understanding. Tonight, I want to pray for you. I know some of you, I know many of you are going through some things. We have a, we have a good friend here in the Northwest Ohio area. She's a, she's a longtime member of the church. She's a saint of the church. And this woman lives out her faith even in the storm that she's going through now. Even in a moment when she could easily give up She's still strong in her faith. And while we pray for her, I want to pray for you. That you have the same faith and strength. And that you know that in God you shall overcome. The Lord be with you, my friends. Gracious Father, I give thanks to you, Lord, for the humble servant who has journeyed this life for the humble servant who has fought the good fight and stayed true to their faith i give thanks to you lord for the child of yours who on this night struggles but yet continues on strengthen lord the rest of us encourage us in our walk on this life journey we're on that we'll take refuge in you and you alone that we'll stand firm against evil against satan that he will not defeat us that he will not overcome us because we we are mighty because of you and so for those lord especially tonight who are lost who are emptied, who are crushed because of the world. Let them have hope. Let them find the hope in the cross of your son. It is in his beautiful name, the strong name of Jesus that I pray. Amen, amen. So I hope and pray for you in your journey, however it is, wherever it is tonight, that you find strength in God and His Son, Jesus, and that you know that the Holy Spirit is working in you to resist, stand strong against evil, and that you'll come through this. You shall and will overcome this. So, good night from the front porch, my friends. I hope you find some warmth this evening because it's chilly. But until tomorrow, may God bless and keep each of you. And may you see the face of Christ everywhere you turn. See you again right here tomorrow night. Good night from the front porch.